in Toronto. The Honda Indy Toronto is underway. And Felix Rosenquist was not going to expose himself to any competition and challenge. He took off from Scott McLaughlin. And look at Scott Dixon making big progress down the inside. He's up into, I believe, fourth place now. Great start. It was a huge jump, though, from the pole sitter Christian Lundgaard. Fifth for Dixon. Sorry. Side by side behind, but a caution's already out. Damage at the back. Somebody came together. Oh, more than a somebody. Look how many cars have come together. And Graham Rahal is saying, I don't want any part of this. He's going to try and go through the Prince's Gate and around. Clever. And Clever clear move. This Benjamin all. Peterson involved. Santino Ferrucci also. And look at Graham yeah, Rahal. Look what you're doing here. Good job. Let's go through the game. This is what 16 years of experience at Toronto can do for you. Super heads up from Graham. He saw Ryan Hunter Ray was involved. Tom Blomquist, the oh. 60, in his first ever IndyCar race. Jack, Jack Harvey. Harvey. Ryan, Ryan Hunter Ray. Ray. <laughs> Let's see hey, what together. <laughs> Let's see that green flag here in Toronto. Let's go back to racing. Just like on the start, Lundgaard with a terrific jump. They all fan out about three or four car lengths between the top five cars as McLaughlin has a big wiggle coming out of turn two. And I think Pato Award might get a little bit of a run as they come down to turn three. Inside is Pelot on Romain Grosjean. They touch. Oh, careful, Pelot. Careful. He's going to have another move from Colton Herta. Kurt Colton knows that, that Pelot is leading the championship, and he can get very aggressive in the break zone. Here comes Colton Herta on his teammate. Whoa, very aggressively out of the draft. Roman tried to go and defend, but Colton just beat him to the punch, got to the inside for turn three. He's it's on the move. Christian Lundgaard is in the pits, Kevin. Job one done. Maintain the advantage through the first in. In fact, he got by about four seconds. Now, he did have the tire advantage, so the race might be decided during this stint. This will be a long ring going to the primary Firestones. Shell Fuel and the number 45, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan's vivid clear car is back out. Lakeshore Drive. Here oh. goes Pillow on the inside. That was scintillating. Ducked out behind Grosjean, just like that. As he almost got into the wall. Meanwhile, Penske teammates side by side. Will Power outside, Newgarden inside, Newgarden with the advantage. Big crash for Roman Grosjean. Oh no, look at the skid marks in the background. That's, That's huge. That's turn 10. That is big. Christian Lundgaard at the front of this field. And Dip, I think Lundgaard's in a little bit of trouble. I think there's a lot of pickup on that harder primary tire. McLaughlin looks in good shape as they exit, oh, and oh, there oh. is a yellow right away. Elio Castro-Neves, final turn. Green flag here for the Honda Indy Toronto. Do we go to the end? Is there more yellow? How's this going to play out? McLaughlin leads Dixon. Here comes Palau out of the out of the inside of Colton Herter and gets that, makes that stick. And Kirkwood has a bobble coming out of turn one and that allows Pelot and Herter to go by as well. So Pelot making big moves as they're three wide behind Christian Lundgaard. Under attack from Pottawa Ward, side by oh. side. Oh! Going three wide. Look at this. Award up the inside, three wide into turn three. No! The green car of Lundgaard on the outside. Now with Scott McLaughlin from the lead goes into the pit lane on the top of your screen there. Now McLaughlin can race to the end. Yeah, he's going to fall all the way back, though, to probably 16th or something here. Just don't get why they didn't pit with Lundgaard. I'm he with was you, sitting brother. right with him. I am with you. 
for the final 24 laps. Palo and Lungard, championship leader, pole position winner, early race leader. They're wheel to wheel, and the Danish driver gets by the Spaniard. Palo tried everything he could to break late, but like you said, that wing is compromised, and Palo was getting pretty squirrely. What's happened? Maybe contact between the two. No, power was fuel. fuel and others are trying to coast to the finish, including oh. Herta. They didn't quite make it. Oh. Is Lungard going to make it? Oh, boy. Christian Lungard here in Toronto is an IndyCar race winner and brings Christian, this trio back. To come. This kid's going to make headlines at home. He's a long way from home, but the headline reads, IndyCar race winner, Christian Lungard. Watch the Hy-Vee Homefront 250, Saturday, July 22nd at 3 p.m. on NBC. And with that, welcome back to another episode of the Push to Pass podcast. We are now up to episode 35, where we will be reviewing uh, this past uh, weekend's race up there in uh, in Canada, in, in Toronto, uh, per se, for the uh, uh, Honda Indy uh, Toronto. Try to say that five times fast. But uh, before we get uh, into all of that, as always, I am Derek Vance and joined here as usual by Josh Roberts. Uh, pretty disappointed, Josh, that you said you'd be coming from somewhere remotely, and uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, that uh, scenery behind you looks uh, very, very familiar. So I don't think you're as remote as you uh, said uh, you were going to be. Uh, we're going to get into and break down and discuss uh, what what we've seen uh, this past weekend, and then uh, we'll have some uh, news to uh, go over as well as we got some interesting news uh, later or earlier rather. Uh, earlier this afternoon, and then uh, we're going to be doing something special, I think, uh, towards uh, towards the end of the show. And I'll let I'll let you uh, talk about that more. Um, I did get a message. Uh, Mike is not going to be able to uh, make it tonight. So when we do get to the uh, betting portion, uh, he's made it uh, pretty simple uh, for uh, for everyone. And I will pass along uh, the information that uh, that he sent to me, but uh, he's made it pretty simple. Uh, I think uh, for the doubleheader coming up at uh, at Iowa uh, this weekend. But uh, Josh, first and foremost, uh, good to be back. Uh, interesting race, I think, uh, to say the least. There on on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday, uh, the uh, the storyline obviously uh, going into uh, uh, going into this race uh, was uh, was. Was could Polo do it? Uh, could Polo win his uh, fourth uh, fourth race in a row? Um, you know, if it, again, uh, bad luck. If it wasn't for his wing uh, being held on, he said by stickers. Uh, if it wasn't for his wing being held on by stickers and not uh, not getting damaged, uh, Josh, uh, there is a a great chance that we could be talking a whole different narrative. And it's uh, Alex Polo winning his fourth race in a row and his fifth in the last six races. Oh, most definitely. Um, I'm not sure what kind of stickers those, uh, stick, what kind of material those stickers were made of, but for him to be able to hold off the people that he held off to be able to take home second with that uh, wing <clears throat> precariously uh, just dangling in the wind, and uh, I don't know, maybe he had Gorilla Glue somewhere that was just holding it on by a thread, but uh, 
it was uh, it, it was quite a race. Uh, you know, Lungard had uh, had the pole from the from the uh, from the outset. He, he he drove a really good race. Uh, this was his weekend. He showed the showed why he is uh, in, why he's one of those top drivers. Um, but uh, Polo once again extends his his his, his points lead out more. He uh, he almost had uh, almost had some almost had some tragedy there. You know, if the wing would have fallen off, I guarantee you, he would not have uh, finished as high. But I uh, got to hand it to uh, Lungard. He he took to the streets of Toronto and he said, "Look, this is going to be my race. I took the pole. I'm going to win. I'm not going to let <clears throat> I'm not going to let uh, Polo, Alec Polo's um, historic run uh, keep me from getting a win this year." So uh, it was. Uh, Quite a race, uh, you know, a couple cars running out of gas there at the end, and nobody knowing if Lungar was actually going to be able to make it to the uh, make it to the start finish line with uh, with fuel, but he did, and uh, he is the he, he he controls the streets of Toronto at least for one one uh, one year until we go back next year. Yeah, a very a very interesting race, uh, so to say, as, as you as you pointed out. Uh, you know, the, the beginning uh, got off to quite a, a rocky start. There, as we had a, a seven car pileup uh, right as the the green flag dropped, as you've seen there in the the highlights. And uh, Graham Rahal, uh, you know, it, it experience pays off. I think to uh, to say the least, uh, he knew exactly his way around uh, in case uh, there was a pileup there, as you've seen there. Um, a disappointing uh, that in, in that seven car pileup, um, uh, Tom Bloomquist, who was uh, subbing in for uh, Simon Pagano uh, this week, and then there will be a sub for Simon uh, next week at, or this coming weekend for the doubleheader in Iowa. Uh, disappointing for not only Tom, but the whole uh, Meyer Shank racing team um you know just can't quite uh, get off the schneid here in in 2023 uh tom made his uh, debut uh this past weekend and unfortunately uh, couldn't complete uh, one lap as he was uh pinned in that seven car pileup no injuries for him uh car just pinned up against the wall nowhere to go and uh, he had to uh, end up retiring uh from the race not being able to uh, to complete one lap, so I think that's got to be uh, disappointing. Uh, I think for Meyer Shank Racing, and obviously uh, uh, Bloomquist wasn't uh, wasn't uh, in in a great mood uh, either. And we'll we'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, also, to to do with Meyer Shank Racing, Elio Castroneves and uh, had to uh, retire from the race as well. Uh, he spun out uh, late in the race, uh, couldn't get the car refired, uh, so engine issues there with them had to uh, retire uh, from the race as well. So not a good weekend all around for uh, Meyer Shank racing, but uh, it had, it, it had to feel good obviously for uh, uh, Christian Lungard, who was able to shave off that, uh, what he called a mustache, uh, the, the two burly guys here on the, uh, on the screen, but he was able to shave off uh, his mustache, but most, more importantly, uh, what a feeling I think, has to be over at the shop there for uh, uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing, uh, getting their first win of the season. And you think about uh, the season that they have had, Josh, the roller coasters, the ups and downs uh, from uh, the early uh, problems they had at St. Petersburg uh, to uh, Graham Ray Hall wrecking at Texas. And then you think about uh, the 500 and uh, Graham getting bumped out 
uh, by his own teammate, Jack Harvey. Uh, obviously, Graham would end up racing in that race, uh, but then uh, coming back stronger, keeping their nose to the grindstone. And pulling into uh, to Toronto, uh, uh, Christian Lungard finds his way to the pole and then uh, ends up uh, winning. And who would have thought beginning of the year, as much as we were talking about uh, Errol McLaren and the uh, the big three that they had, who would have thought, Josh, right now, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing has one win. Errol McLaren has zero yeah, um, like we're like you were saying, going into the uh, end of the start of the season, everyone was uh, kind of kind of kind of caught up in the uh, in the whirlwind of what uh, of Zach Brown and how Arrow McLaren had uh, burst onto the scene. I would uh, kind of uh, I'd kind of compare them to you know the new kid on the block that showed up to your school. You know, he came from a different school and he's uh, he looks all cool and hip and you know everybody at the beginning, but, uh, as, as, they, as they, as they say, you know, water finds its level, you know, as you cut arrow McLaren came in like a, <clears throat> like, uh, like, like a bat out of hell. And, uh, but they, they've started to, uh, started to learn that, uh, not every, not every race is going to go their way. Um, <clears throat> of course we've talked about Pato. He's, uh, he's came in, came in with a, with a lot of, uh, a lot of expectations this year that he has not lived up to. And I guarantee if you talk to him, he would say he hasn't lived up to the expectations, but um, it's, it's, it's a tough season. It shows, it shows the parody, the, the parody between every team, you know, one team you think is just going to come out and dominate and they just don't, they seem to not be able to uh, not seem to be able to get on track. Um so uh, I mean, Chip Ganassi is having one heck of a season. Nobody, everyone saw saw that uh, Polo was going to leave, and they just kind of wrote him off, wrote off Chip Ganassi. And yet, they're probably going to have the uh, have the winner of the uh, winner of the whole of the whole shebang this whole year with how Polo is working. So um, just goes to show you, just because you're uh, you're flashy and you uh, you're the new kid on the black, doesn't always mean that um that you're gonna that you're gonna get up there and win win every race or be or be competitive every race yeah yeah you're absolutely right uh you know who would have thought going into the year that the arrow mclaren would struggle uh, as much as they have and, and i mean it, it you know they got out of the blocks well uh, you can't you can't fault him for that. Uh, Pato played the uh, you know the bridesmaid uh, uh, the first two races there, and if it wasn't for a uh, mechanical failure at St. Petersburg and a late caution, uh, if those two things don't happen, uh, we're, we're, this is a whole different narrative. You may see Pato award with the with the points lead uh, right now instead of uh, Alex Pillow, but uh, unfortunately that didn't play out uh, for them. And Errol McLaren's struggles uh, definitely um, uh, definitely continue. To, uh, to say the least. Uh, let's get into uh, the five uh, takeaways that, uh, that we come up with uh, this past uh, <clears throat> this past weekend over in or up in uh, in Toronto. Let's throw these up on screen uh, for uh, uh, for everyone. Uh, the five takeaways uh, that uh, we that we were able to uh, come up with uh, first and foremost, obviously, uh, congratulations goes out to uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, uh, who was victorious in Toronto on Sunday with uh, Christian Lungard in the number forty-five Honda, uh, who cruised to his first ever career NTT IndyCar Series win by a astounding Josh 
uh, almost 12 seconds, 11.7 seconds over current uh, series points leader Alex Pillow. Uh, the first takeaway uh, that that we have here, number five, obviously uh, just touched on it. Uh, disappointing day for not only Tom Bloomquist, uh, but uh, but Meyer Shank Racing as a whole. Uh, obviously, uh, filling in for the injured uh, Simon Pagino in the number 60 Honda, uh, Bloomquist, Bloomquist uh, rolled off, I thought, a respectable 20th after qualification. Uh, but uh, after the green flag dropped, uh, Bloomquist, like we said, wasn't able to complete one single lap. Uh, a multi-car pileup on lap one ended his day rather quickly. Uh, after being checked out by the IndyCar medical staff, uh, Bloomquist was quoted in saying, I'm pretty furious, uh, to be honest, and uh, you know I think that's uh, he's absolutely spot on there with that. And then uh, the other uh, Meyer Shank Racing drivers we talked about, uh, Elio Castroneves and his number zero six uh, Honda, obviously didn't fare very well either. Uh, Castroneves got hit from behind by uh, Kyle Kirkwood in the number twenty seven Honda, and that car would not restart. So uh, anything, uh, any more you want to expand on number five there? Uh, disappointing day all around for Tom Bloomquist, Josh, and uh, Meyer Shank Racing. Definitely, definitely. I know he was looking forward to his uh, NTT um, debut. And um, it's just like they say, you can't, you can't win the race on the first lap, but you sure the heck can lose it on the first lap. I mean, nobody was really expecting him to uh, win it, but uh, – we all did expect he was going to get more than just one and actually less than one lap, more than one turn in. So uh, I, I, I can understand where he's coming from. And uh, that, that quote right there shows me that he, he's got competitive fire in his belly. He's, he's furious. He's, he can't, uh, he can't believe that he um, can't believe that he wasn't even able to get through one, <clears throat> get through two turns of the, um, of the race. So uh you know, typically you'd have you'd have drivers coming out and you know, oh yeah, I feel really bad for our for the team. I feel really bad for the sponsors. No, he's furious. He wants to, he wanted to get out there. He knew this was his uh, this was his debut, and he wanted to make something out of it, and he wasn't able to. So uh, we'll see uh, if he's. I know he's not going to be racing this weekend, as we'll talk about later. Um, but uh, we'll see when maybe maybe in Nashville if um, if he's uh, <clears throat> if Pagano's not still not uh, cleared to go maybe we'll see him out there and he can have a uh, have a much better showing in Nashville only time we'll see and uh, hopefully Meyershank Racing can uh, get off the Schneid and be able to uh, start start having better results than they've had this year so far. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see going uh, going forward. As uh, it, you know, it is rumored that uh, Tom Bloomquist is going to be in the number sixty uh, entry for Meyer Shank Racing next year. Obviously, uh, nothing has been confirmed yet. Uh, you know, and you know how rumors go. Uh, but uh, hopefully uh, Meyer Shank uh, Racing will will be able to figure it out uh, this weekend in Iowa. Uh, number four, uh, we thought that what a successful uh, weekend, Josh, I think for uh, Hunko's Hollinger uh, Racing. Uh, after qualifying uh, 16th and 18th respectively, uh, both drivers of the Hunko's Hollinger Racing team uh, finished in respectable positions on Sunday. Uh, obviously for them, you know, being a smaller team, uh, success hasn't come easy this year, uh, but maybe Josh, just maybe this is a uh, uh, turning the corner moment 
over at uh, Hunko's Hollinger Racing. Uh, both uh, rookie uh, Augustine Canapino. I think that might be the first time I've said I've pronounced that right all year. And uh, Callum Eilat. Uh, both kept their cars clean. They kept their noses clean. Uh, um, and also, too, surprisingly, they both flirted uh, with the uh, top 10 towards uh, towards the middle and the end uh, of the race. Uh, but uh, Canapino, in the end, uh, finished 12th, while Callum Eilat came home 18th. Uh, Josh, anything you want to add here with uh, the success that uh, uh, goes Hollinger Racing uh, had this weekend in uh, in Toronto? Definitely. Uh, shout out to uh, both Canapino and uh, Ilot for uh, for bringing home respectable uh, top 20, 20 finishes. Um, Hunkos Hollinger Racing they're not uh, they're not the biggest team, but they do they do uh, they do pride themselves on being competitive and. Uh, they haven't had the have exactly the best year, but the, this this past weekend was a great uh, great showing of what they've got and what they can have. Um, you know, the, uh, the the big three weren't built on they they weren't built in a day. You know, it wasn't a one year that that they became uh, that they became dominant. So it, it takes year takes years of consistency, and uh, and this is this is a good starting point for them. I know. Uh, I know Hunko's Hollander is a uh, not not a they're not brand new, but they're relatively new compared to uh, some of the other team big teams that are on the that are on the circuit. So uh, both both Cam, Cam, Canapino and Ilot coming home with uh, coming home with good good finishes is a good uh, good base to uh, to jump off on, uh, on to start out that uh, start that team on a successful run they could maybe they could uh make 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 enough money to where they can enter a third car once in a while or get a third car um uh permanently so uh we will see uh, i do uh, congratulate both of them on great great finishes and uh hope they hope they have better finishes coming throughout the year yeah, definitely can't wait to see if uh, if this race uh, last weekend in, in Toronto uh, is going to be a springboard uh, for uh, Hunko's Hollinger Racing uh, in this season and uh, seasons down the line. Uh, something else uh, that we talk about here, and, and I know we've touched on it to this season, um, is the upcoming free agent class. And, and you want to talk about a loaded uh, free agent class, so to say. But uh, unfortunately, some of those uh, uh, could be uh, free agents in the silly season uh, didn't help themselves on Sunday whatsoever. Uh, obviously, like you said, uh, one race can make or break a season. Uh, but with the upcoming NTT IndyCar silly season still a few months away and teams looking for drivers in 2024, a lot of pending free agents, Josh, uh, did not help their case uh, to secure a ride in 2024. Uh, a few of them that we mentioned, uh, Jack Harvey with uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, obviously the success that they had, uh, but uh, Jack Harvey coming home at 24th. Uh, Devlin Francesca of uh, Andretti Autosport uh, came home 23rd. And then another uh, Andretti driver uh, that uh, uh, can't get out of his own way, uh, Roman Grosjean, who finished uh, 22nd, were just a few names uh, that came to mind. Uh, Harvey, though, in his defense, Josh, arguably – uh, caused the uh, pileup in turn one, so he didn't, you know, he didn't have a chance right out of the uh, right out of the gate there. Uh, D. Francesca's race was ended by mechanical failure, and Grosjean seen his race uh, per, or, uh, prematurely 
after ended prematurely rather uh, after hitting uh, hitting the wall. So uh, some of those stocks for those uh, upcoming uh, pending free agents and silly season, uh, Josh, I think took a huge hit on Sunday. Definitely. Um, I know me and you were talking the other day about uh, there's only only a handful of drivers that are actually inked in, ready to go for contracts next year. And the, the free agency race next year, this coming uh, fall is going to be crazy. Uh, just, just doesn't seem like Grosjean can stay on the can stay on the course or stay uh, keep his car running. Uh, I can't tell you how many I can't even remember how many times he's crashed this year. Uh, so that's not good. And uh, Harvey being the uh, being the one that caused the seven car pile up in that in that turn one uh, lap one, not a good not a good um, not a good look for him. Um, and uh, De Francesca, he's he's having a tough season. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, if any if either of those three drivers have have cars next year or where they're going to go to. Uh, but uh, like you said, it's uh, free agency this coming year is going to be crazy and we are going to keep an eye on it. Uh, hopefully all three of those, those drivers do get a, do get a chance to drive in some, some capacity, whether it be on a part-time basis or a full-time ride next year, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough because there's more and more drivers coming from the Indy next that, uh, that I've seen that are, that are, uh, ready and willing to come up and start, uh, start taking some of these drivers, um, uh, positions if they can't, uh, show that they can drive any better. Yeah. Not, not only do you have uh, some Indy next drivers that are chomping at the bit, uh, don't forget, uh, the, uh, the last uh, Indy Next or uh, Indy Lights, as I said, uh, champion Lunas Lundquist um, doesn't have a ride either. That's another name to watch. And then, you know, how many names that uh, that aren't aren't popping up on people's radars uh, that are going to be considered uh, for these uh, open uh, spots uh, next year as well. So definitely something to uh, uh, to keep an eye on uh, for sure. Uh, number two, uh, we talked about it. Uh, success that. Uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing uh, had on Sunday, obviously picking up their first win uh, of the year. But uh, Josh, uh, persistence uh, was the was the name I think uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan used on Sunday. Uh, persistence pays off for uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Uh, is there any other team in the NTT IndyCar Series that has had more of a roller coaster 2023 season than RLL? A disappointing start uh, to open the season at St. Petersburg. Uh, we mentioned uh, Graham Rahal crashing at Texas. And then has to be, Josh, the lowest of lows uh, was when all three cars uh, were involved in bump, in the bump day shootout for the Indianapolis uh, 500, which ultimately uh, seen Graham Rahal uh, fail to qualify. Uh, for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. But then obviously uh, he stepped in to uh, uh, Stefan Wilson's ride. Uh, following the uh, following the disaster, uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing did go did undergo a complete uh, staff uh, overhaul or shakeup, and then uh, their race at Mid Ohio they did show a little bit of promise. And then uh, this past weekend, all their hard work, dedication, uh, determination finally paid off as their driver Christian Lungard not only took the pole position on Saturday, and then uh, was ended up being able to park his number forty-five Honda in victory lane. And like I said, the point earlier, 
Who would have thought, Josh, that after all the trials and tribulations that Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing has gone through so far, that they would have more wins right now than what Errol McLaren does in 2023. Definitely persistence. Uh, you know, it's not how you it's not how you start start a season, it's how you finish. And uh Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan was uh were they were down. They were uh they they were having just some bad luck, <clears throat> you know, when when Graham wasn't able to uh, qualify for the 500, that was a big that was a big shot shot in the uh, shot to the gut. But uh, they they didn't give up. They didn't uh, they didn't bow their heads. They kept their kept their heads up, and they kept moving forward. And uh, this past weekend was a was a reward for the team, uh, all the teams, you know, because I know I know they're all different uh, different pit crews, but I'm they share they sh they all share information and car setups and that and. So the, for the entire organization, this is a win, and um, I think this is going to help uh, help Ray Hall, Lennon, and Lanigan go, go going forward. They're going to have more confidence in themselves, and uh, it is it is astounding that they they have more wins than Arrow McLaren, uh, considering the hype that uh, Arrow went in with this year. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they how they go on. Uh, they got two races this week. Got two races this weekend that, uh, that that their their drivers are gonna have a chance to win at uh, if they can pull one one of the two that would be that'd be a uh, monstrous win for them but uh, I'm just glad to see they didn't give up and they didn't uh, they didn't didn't go on didn't like I said didn't go put their heads down and walk away and say you know what let's go next let's work for next season they just kept working and working and uh, I guess. I guess uh, you know moving moving part pieces around in the organization helped out. You know restructuring the teams really helped out, and uh, it shows with Christian's um, big win on Sunday. Yeah, it it absolutely does. And let's play the video. Let's see if we can get uh, uh, Christian Lungard to. Uh, we'll see if we can get the video to play of him uh, taking off the stash after. Uh, last Sunday's win. You're a gorgeous man. You just lost five years. Yeah. You lost five years. Yeah. <laughs> He most uh, certainly did there, taking off that uh, mustache. He looks like the young uh, Christian Lundgaard of just a couple years ago. Uh, obviously, uh, Josh, uh, I think everybody knows what uh, what number one is, even though he didn't win. Um, Josh, is there anything Alex Polo can't do? Is there anything Alex Polo can't do? Uh, after having a average uh, qualifying run of P15, uh, on uh, on Saturday, and then uh, starting in the middle of the pack, the chances uh, of Alex Pillow obviously winning his fourth race in a row were were rather slim, and the numbers uh, bared that out. But as the race played out, though, Pillow, the uh, the master of the steering wheel that he is, slowly crept his way through the field, and by the race, uh, by the, the end of the race, found himself in a position to win rather. In P2, the championship leader had to nurse 
And and we mean that with every ounce of the sentence that we use. They had to nurse. He had to rather nurse the car to the finish in the final stint between 20 and 30 laps to go due to uh, severe damage uh, to the front of that machine. Surprisingly, Pelot was not sh- was not was not shown the uh, the red the meatball flag the red flag there by race control uh, near the end of the race it seemed like the front wing could have snapped off at any second and, and as you mentioned that would have been an interesting uh, scenario if if that wing would have snapped off uh, but despite the damage Pelo did everything he could to hold off a ch- hard charging Colton Herta to bring home a second place finish and more importantly increased his points lead over teammate uh, at uh, Chip Canassi Racing, Scott Dixon, to 117 points. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Uh, but the only thing you can't do is read a contract correctly. <laughs> but um, how on earth that thing stayed on, I have no idea. Uh, those, those wings are not, uh, they're not designed to, uh, to just be flapping in the wind like that. And I know he's not, I know it's not like on an oval where he's going, you know, upwards 150, 160 miles an hour, but still going down the straightaway is at 80, 90 miles an hour. And, you know, those streets, they may be paved, but they're still, they're still a little wonky. They're wobble. I mean, and just going up and down, up and down and any bump that he would have hit probably would have knocked that wing off, but uh, it just shows how dynamic of a driver he is. And uh, I, be- I bet you could give him a, you give him a boxcar derby. He can go out there and finish, finish in the top 10 for you. That's how good of a driver Alex Pillow is. And uh, if he indeed does go to uh, go to F1, um, it'll, uh, I guess I'll start, I have to start watching a couple F1 races just to see how he does in that car. Or if he stays stays with Penske, um, you know, there's they haven't ruled that out yet. No, that I've heard. So, um, just fantastic driving. Um, I think if you give him four wheels and an engine and a steering wheel, he'll uh, he'll he'll find a way to bring it home and give you a good finish. Yeah, he absolutely will. I think uh, you know Alex Pillow has proven. Uh, you know, this year, uh, especially that, as you said, you know, give him something that's got four wheels, an engine and a steering wheel, and uh, he will definitely, uh, definitely do uh, do the rest. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, before we get to hear from some of the drivers uh, that give us a little bit of feedback uh, after Sunday's race, uh, let's take a look at um, at the results here. Uh, obviously, we did go uh, the uh, the 85 uh, lap allotment. Uh, race quick one, uh, one hour, 45 minutes, uh, average or 41 minutes, excuse me, uh, average speed, 89 miles an hour, seven lead changes and only 16 caution laps. Uh, the quickest lap of the race was on lap 13 by Christian Lungard. Uh He went 105 miles an hour in just one, over uh, 61 seconds. Uh, your winner was Christian Lungard. Then it was Alex Pillow, Colton Herta. Scott Dixon, Joseph Newgarden were your top five. Then Scott McLaughlin, uh, Marcus Erickson, who uh, Josh picked uh, for the uh, race winner on Sunday. Uh, Alex, our, our Pato Award, let's try that. Graham Rahal and Felix Rosenquist round out your top ten. Then it was Marcus Erickson, 
Augustine Canapino. Hey, that's the second time today I've gotten that right. Uh, Renus VK, Will Power, Kyle Kirkwood. That's who I picked. Imagine that. You know what? Any any driver I pick is is a death nail to them for that race, I think. Uh, Alexander Rossi, Santino Ferrucci, Callum Eilat, Stingray Rob, David Malukas round out your top 20. Then it was Elio Castroneves, Roman Grosjean, Devlin DeFrancesca, Jack Harvey, Tom Bloomquist, uh, Ryan Hunter Ray, and Benjamin Peterson round out your top 27. Uh, Josh, before we take a look at the points, anybody uh, that uh, stood out uh, as they uh, finished uh, this past weekend that that we haven't highlighted uh, that uh, that you want to mention? No, uh, shout out to Stingray Rob. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't finish dead last this time. Um, he, he's getting up there. He was. I believe he was involved in that uh, seven car pile up at the beginning, but he didn't uh, finish in last. Um, you know, <clears throat> in choosing Armstrong, I, I was. You know, I had originally gone with. Uh, I believe was it Rossi. I went with to begin with. No, it was um, Rosenquist. Rosenquist. You told me Rosenquist. And I thought seeing he had had to go to a backup car, he was going to go to the back. So uh, I, I guess you telling me that uh, saved me a win this week. Uh, I was able to – I tried to go somebody that was lower than what you chose because I didn't want to, like, pick somebody that was higher up. I could have took below. But I was like, let's let, let's go for a challenge and see if I can uh, see if I can get, compel a, a driver up. And I will say uh, Marcus Erickson came through for the win. You know, I think I'm uh, – what am I up, 8-2 to two now on you? Eight, eight to uh, eight, eight to three. It's like uh, you're wow. like Alex Pelot. You're running away with this thing. But yeah, eight to uh, eight to three. Hopefully, uh, we can make up some ground here before before season's end. Uh, let's take a look at the up to date uh, driver uh, point standings. Uh, as uh, as we sit right now, uh, obviously Alex Pelot with his four victories uh, has a one hundred and seventeen point lead over fellow teammate. Scott Dixon, uh, then it's Joseph Newgarden, Marcus Erickson, Pato Award round out your top five. Then Scott McLaughlin, Christian Lungard, what a jump he made all the way up to seventh. Uh, reigning series champion Will Power, Colton Herta, and Alexander Rossi round out your top ten. Then it's Kyle Kirkwood, Felix Rosenquist, Roman Grosjean, Graham Rahal, Renus VK, Marcus Erickson, Callum Eilat, Santino Ferrucci, David Malukas, Elio Castroneves round out your top 20. Then it's Augustine Canapino. That's three times a day. Look at that. Uh, Devlin Francesca, Jack Harvey, Connor Daly, which we're going to have some news about him if you haven't heard coming up. Uh, Simon Pagino, Stingray Rob, Benjamin Peterson, and Ryan Hunter Ray that round out your full-time drivers one through 28. So uh, that's your look at the up-to-date uh, point standings uh, as we sit here. On on Tuesday, uh, let's uh, switch gears here a little bit. And let's go. Let's go. Listen, take a hear or take a gander uh, from some of the drivers uh, that uh, took place in Sunday's race. First, uh, Santino Ferrucci. Uh, yeah, long day for us in the 14 crew. Just uh, got caught up, unfortunately, in that first lap incident. Just nowhere to go. Car in the wall, spun in front of us. Um, teammate piled into behind us not his fault because he's in the same boat as I and um, yeah unfortunately when he got hit he broke his gearbox um, so I couldn't back up so trapped his lap down but we also had a completely crushed floor and you know it's so much down for us so we just really kind of just maintained and survived today and to uh, come home I don't know 17th was 
best uh, best we could have done. Stingray Rob. Long day for number 51, Biohaven Honda here in Toronto. Uh, the race was exciting. We got caught up in the lap one incident, turn one incident. Um, almost made it through. Uh, half a second sooner, we would have been clean, but um, the team did a good job getting the car back together. We got back out there with a few laps down, uh, but we made up spots. You know, we went from 23rd to 19th, I think, on the charts, and uh, that's a lot to say that the team did a good job to get us back out there, manage everything that was going on today, and uh, just finish the race, salvage what we could. Astro Nevis. Man, what can I say? I'm not even know uh, who hit me in the back. Uh, a lot of people were kind of like jumping start back there. We turned 10, which is a very risky, very tough corner. Um, and then uh, someone really going strong and hit me from the back. Turned around, got stuck in second gear. I couldn't. I, I, I was asking them to push me to try jump start, but obviously uh, GMR, uh, AMR team did an absolutely amazing job. Uh, what a shame. We were just uh, cruising. I, I think that's our position between top 12, 14, you know. It, what a shame. But uh, out on HSU's XM article, uh, the place the team was actually running strong. Tough for both of us, myself and Tom. Um, kind of noticed that he uh, got caught up on the accident in the, in the first corner. Well, let's go quiet. And then last, we have just audio only from uh, Santino Ferrucci's teammate, uh, Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, that's the, the race all wrapped up here at Toronto. Uh, we had a really good start, made made a good progress on the cars in front of us, headed into turn one. And then there was unfortunately a, a you know a crash in on the exit of turn one and just had nowhere to go. And then um, came to a stop to avoid it and then got hit from behind and, and that kind of damaged our gearbox we weren't able to to get out of the gear that we were in so um unfortunate ending it, it was completely out of our control um you know a lot of cars were involved in that so um yeah bittersweet we we had very good moments throughout the weekend where you know when we were able to get the car in the right window we were actually very quick uh sometimes within top six pace um but we just struggled to be able to to get the car in the in the window for the majority of the weekend so the the speed is there when when the car is in the window but the the big thing for us is just trying to constantly have it like what the other teams have so um yeah onwards to iowa um we we know we're consistently delivering when when the car is there and we're just trying our best to to keep the car in in a good window a lot of windows A huge thank you to all of the uh, drivers uh, that uh, did give us a little bit of feedback uh, as to their uh, how their race uh, played out there on Sunday. And as uh, Benjamin Peterson uh, pointed out there, Josh, we are going uh, onward to uh, to Iowa uh, doubleheader uh, this weekend. Uh, it's I know it was a hot one. Uh, last year in in Iowa in uh, in the middle of uh, July or towards the end of July, I guess. So I can't think that it's going to uh, uh, to be any any different. And and speaking of Iowa, um, like we said, uh, uh, Mike had a prior obligation, so he was not going to be able to uh, make it tonight. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, his message for people that are going to uh, bet uh, this weekend: uh, very simple, Josh. 
Um, you want to bet the house. Okay, he didn't say this, but uh, bet uh, Joseph Newgarden or Pato Award to win Iowa. And he pretty much just said bet uh, Newgarden or Pato to win Iowa. That's the handicap. So he made it pretty simple. Uh, for uh, for everyone, uh, Joseph Newgarden, uh, very successful uh, historically at uh, at Iowa, and uh, you know Pato uh, won there last year as well. So uh, if you're looking to uh, make some money uh, this weekend, as as Mike pointed out, uh, Joseph Newgarden, Josh, or Pato Award uh, to win Iowa, and and that's the handicap, as he says. Uh, but remember, always uh, uh, pay attention uh, to his. Tw- Twitter and then uh, the uh, Twitter spaces that him and Tony Donahue do. Uh, they'll probably do it. I would imagine either late Friday night uh, due to it being a double header or uh, early Saturday uh, morning. So definitely pay attention uh, to both of those uh, Twitter accounts there because I'm sure there'll be a uh, spaces uh, right before uh, both races. Uh, Josh, I know you've, you've dabbled in, learned a little bit of uh, betting on IndyCar uh, this year. Uh, what, what, where are you looking at? I know the odds probably haven't uh, come out yet, uh, but there's, is there anybody in particular uh, that, that you're going to be looking at uh, this weekend? Uh, oval racers uh, who dominate them. Um, you know, like you said, uh, New Garden, Pato, <clears throat> both, uh, both great oval racers. Um, you, you could put Polo in there also. He's more of a, uh, he, he did have uh, he had a fantastic finish at uh, at Indy, but um, P- but Newgarden and Polo are are going to be my favorites. Uh, maybe look I'm I may look at Scott Dixon. Uh, he's been uh, he's been consistently up there over the last couple couple oval races. But um, Mike had it pretty much straight on uh, Pato and uh, and Newgarden. Maybe maybe Erickson. Uh, Erickson is a uh, does have does does have some good uh, good finishes at ovals? He won the uh, 500 bat last year, so uh, we shall see. Uh, each driver has two chances this weekend. Uh, you know, it's always fun when you have two chances to win a to win a race. Um, each day will be different. I would imagine that first day will be uh, not as much rubber put down on the track, but then the next day there'll be so much rubber on there. You'll see who who gets who gets the best grip and also, like you were talking, how's the temperature is going to be? Uh, I don't. I haven't looked at the forecast for Iowa yet, but uh, like it was, if it was like it was last year, it's a hot one, and uh, uh, anything can happen whenever uh, the temperatures get up there too high. And obviously, somebody I don't think you can you can count out. Uh, Alex Pillow, uh, obviously, I know we're, you know, I went for the low hanging fruit there, but I don't think you can obviously uh, count him out as well. And, uh, you know, props to, uh, to Hyvie. Um, not only the money that they put in uh, last year being their first year as sponsorship, but the country acts uh, that they are bringing uh, to uh, to the race this year. We looked over those, uh, I think, uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, you got uh, Carrie Underwood. Uh, Kenny Chesney on Saturday, and then I do believe you got uh, uh, Zach Brown and Ed Sheeran on Sunday. So if you are in the Iowa area or you're within driving distance, I would definitely go uh, check out uh, either both races, obviously uh, uh, Saturday or Sunday, or uh, one of the races. But uh, good acts all around, uh, good racing, uh, and uh, I think the main thing is definitely stay uh, stay hydrated uh, to um, 
uh, to say the least. Uh, before we get to uh, news and notes, and then we uh, we put a bow on this, and we got uh, something special that we're going to do. Uh, we do need to uh, to pay some bills. Uh, obviously, uh, if you are a patriot or you enjoy wearing uh, patriotic apparel, head on over to Always Ready seventeen seventy six uh, apparel headwear and anything else that you can think of that's patriotic is going to be found at always ready 1776.com and if you do uh, decide to find something or decide to uh, make a purchase uh, don't forget right before checkout use the promo code push to pass for 10 percent off of your order always ready 1776.com uh, also, too, uh, if you're in the market for a uh, redesign in your home or uh, you need uh, remodeled remodeled needs, uh, maybe uh, you need some upgrades, maybe in the kitchen or the uh, the dining room, if they still use that or the living room, whatnot. Go check out my friends over at Getem Associates, Inc. at Getem.com. And if you do uh, decide to go with their services and contractors, uh, make sure you use also that uh, promo code that you see down at the bottom there, uh, push to pass for $250 off any design service. It's Getem Associates at Getem.com. So uh, definitely uh, thank both of those sponsors uh, for what they do. Uh, we get to obviously pay some bills, but uh, love what they do. I like that they're, they've are they been sticking around, sticking it uh, out with us, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, to add some more here as, as the show rolls on down the road. Uh, Josh, it is time uh, for some of our uh, news and notes uh, that um, we've come across here in one week's time. Uh, I know we got this news uh, earlier today, and it, it did come, I think, as a little bit of a uh, shock, I think, to uh, to everyone. If I can get the, get the right uh, setting here, here it is. Uh, this was dropped on uh, Simon Pagino's uh, Twitter account about 3 o'clock this afternoon today uh it says after undergoing further medical evaluation uh, this week under the care of the indycar medical team i have not been cleared to race while i feel good i am still recovering with back-to-back races there just wasn't enough time to allow my body to fully recover in time to compete this weekend i will continue to follow the medical team's recommendations so i can be back racing soon thank you everyone for your support yeah we thought uh you know we thought simon obviously uh would be back josh in time for toronto uh but it definitely doesn't uh, doesn't look like that so uh this uh this driver here is going to be getting his second shot with uh, meyer shank racing as you see here connor daly is going to be driving the number 60 auto nation uh serious xm honda uh, this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, uh, for Simon Pagano as he heals uh, from that uh, horrific uh, crash that uh, took place at at Mid Ohio. So glad to see uh, Connor Daly getting another shot. Uh, Going to be interesting to see uh, Connor having having some experience here at um, at Iowa. Uh, what uh, what he can do, Josh? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, first of all, we want to send our uh, send our prayers out to Simon that uh, he continued to uh, recover from whatever injury it is, whether it be a, a head injury or if there's some sort of physical ailment that he's, uh, that he's going through. Uh, we hope he gets better. Uh, we hope to see him out on the track soon. Um, maybe we'll see him in Nashville. But uh, Connor Daly getting another chance, uh, at least two more chances to show what he's got, maybe um, 
get an odd make an audition tape for next year for maybe some uh, if he can get a partial ride or a um or a full ride but uh I I'd like to know, and I haven't seen anything, and maybe you have, maybe you've seen something, you just haven't let me know. What on earth is going on with Simon? Is he, um, is it a head? Like I said, is it a head injury or is it a is it a body ailment? Uh, I'm not sure. So um, as we go forward, I mean, Connor's going to be there. Um, I've been told you told me the other day, or to, told me today, because I was like, why did why is Tom Tom Bloomquist not getting the start, but you said he's not a he's not an oval driver. So, um, so that's uh, that that's how that's going. So it'll be interesting to see how Connor does this coming weekend, and how he uh, how he responds to uh, getting another chance, another two chances in the in the cockpit uh, of the of uh, of Simon's car, and seeing how he does this weekend. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Again, I hope uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Simon Pagno for a speedy recovery. You know, I can't imagine uh, barrel rolling six and a half times. I think my body would just tell me, hey, you're done. Uh, but uh, obviously, Pagano wants to get back in the car. Um, the uh, uh, IndyCar medical staff taking all of the necessary uh, precautions that they are precautions that they need to uh, to make sure Simon obviously uh, recovers uh, fully 100% first uh, because obviously he's a human, human being first, uh, a racer second. So I can't fault uh, the uh, medical staff there for holding him out just one more week. Uh, Josh, I think uh, be- well before we put uh, we drop the checkered flag on on this episode. I think we've covered uh, Toronto uh, front to back, left to right as best we can. Uh, looking ahead to uh, Iowa uh, this coming weekend, going to be interesting. A double race, you, you know. We obviously don't don't get them uh, very often, but before we put a bow and a uh, the checkered flag on this episode, uh, we do have one special thing uh, that that we want to do here. And I'm going to uh, let you uh, talk about this uh, this special thing that we're going to do before we close this out. Yeah, as some of you may know, me and Derek are um, we're uh, law enforcement officers when we're not uh, out, uh, you know, hunting down, getting uh, interviews from uh, IndyCar drivers. But uh, we're both sheriff's deputies for the for Marion County uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, and. Uh, a little over a week ago, uh, July 10th, uh, we lost one of our uh, one of our dear dear friends, uh, John Durham. Um, he uh, 38 years on the department. He was uh, he was taken taken from us too soon by uh, by a violent act by an inmate, and um, it's been kind of hard. Uh, we uh, we had his uh, we had his funeral and his service yesterday, and. If any of you saw what uh, saw how many people showed up to the uh, showed up to the fu- funeral, and I heard there was a three-hour wait f- to be able to uh, see him at the showing on Sunday. The uh, the amount of people and the love that John brought all together just was amazing. So, um, and we've also in the last in a twelve-day period, we lost three different officers. We lost Trooper Aaron Smith, Sergeant Heather Glenn, and then, of course, uh, John Durham. Um, all in the 12-day period in Indiana, we lost all those officers. And 
over the last couple of years, we've lost several officers and it's, it's, um, it's become a tragedy, you know, that, 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 that we've, we've had to bury so many of our brothers and sisters, whether it be in Brown, green, blue, whatever color of uniform that they, uh, that they wear. So, uh, we came up with an idea. Um, I bought, uh, Starlight whiskey uh, sells. Uh, sold a. Uh, they did a did a uh, a fundraiser where they sold these uh, these whiskey bottles with these badges on them. It's got six different officers, including Aaron Allen, Jacob Pickett, and uh, some of the other officers that have given their lives for the on duty over the last several years. Um, and uh, I decided uh, I was going to tonight. We were going to toast to them. Um, so uh, this one's for John and all the other officers in the last several years that have uh, that have lost their lives in in the line of duty. So uh, this is to you guys. I'm not gonna lie, this is gonna suck. This is not. Th this here is. The bottle that I have is, is not as prestige as what Josh has, but mine is an Indiana Recovery straight rye whiskey. Now, I got this during um, COVID when uh, none of the bartenders or uh, uh, people that work in restaurants were able to work. So a local radio uh, a guy here that, that is a huge uh, whiskey guy put this blend together. This was this was bought or not bottled, excuse me. This was uh, aged for 27 months. So the first time I tried this, and I'm gonna do it again. This is I'm telling you, this is gonna suck. I took it, I drank this straight down, and this was this was terrible. This is awful. This is 90 proof, and I'm gonna do it again. But this it, it, it's gonna be awful. I, I know it right now. This is gonna be flat out awful. All right. Josh, you might want to unmute yourself. Sorry, yeah, gonna that. it's going to suck, but you know what? It's not going to yeah. suck any worse than what the families of our fallen officers and brothers and sisters have gone through. So, absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. See, I ran out. I ran out of pineapple juice. Oh man. All right. Well. We'll put that back in the refrigerator, but uh, yeah, huge, uh, uh, you know, salute uh, to all of the officers that uh, unfortunately we have lost in the uh, line of duty. And, in, in, you know, it's work you can't put, you, you know, you can't put into words, uh, uh, you know, what to say to those, to those families, because obviously whatever you say, um, obviously he's not going to bring, uh, not going to bring their loved one back, but uh, hopefully, hopefully the violence uh, on on law enforcement across this country uh, definitely starts to uh, starts to die down uh, for sure. But uh, that does it. Uh, the uh, checkered flag has dropped for this episode. Uh, like I said, a huge thank you to all of the uh, drivers that stopped by and gave us a little bit of their time. Uh, to talk about their race on uh, Sunday. Uh, look forward to the doubleheader this weekend in Iowa. Uh, pay attention to uh, to Push to Pass and all of the other uh, IndyCar uh, content outlets uh, for uh, updates, uh, qualifying uh, results, etc. Uh, all of that uh, for myself. 
Josh, everyone else here at the Push to Pass podcast. Uh, we, we bid a fair adieu, and we will see you in one week's time with a recap of not one, uh, but two races in Iowa. So until the next video, so long, everybody.